0: one thought at a time. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another Hack Your Health session. Um, This is our monthly membership program where we are hacking our health, health assurance, accountability, coaching, and it is all revolving around you being successful in your health and in your body, no matter the ups and downs and the bumps and shifts and twists that life might bring. Um, it's just me today. It's just Tracy coming at you. Jess is in Florida. It's fall break. And, you know, just like with our health, we shift and we adjust and we figure out the business plan. We figure out the health plan um, because that's life. Like we can't just stop because life takes a little sideline. And so I want to come here with you um, today with a a question, a concern that it pops up with with pretty much all of our clients is this consistency piece. And so I want to give a couple real tangible examples of the consistency and how it relates. Um, We've got one client who she was doing awesome and she um, and then her two kids got sick. And then it was that cycle, you know, when everyone then gets sick in the whole house. And so it was just like taking care of the kids. And so that required a lot of extra energy for her on her part. And then she ended up getting sick. And so then it like, okay, that's going to sideline me. And she had a moment of frustration of like, dang it, I was doing so good. Um, So but I'm, she knew, she knew that she was just shifting. She's like, I know what I need to do in this season. I know that I need to take care of my family. I know that I just, I got to honor my health. And she was telling us how in the past there was, you know, there was a time where she would just push through, like, I don't have time to be sick. I'm just going to plow through. I'm going to, you know, I'm tired of not working out. I'm just going to work out. And then she would get to this point where she would end up like the sickness would linger and it would stay longer. And so it would actually sideline her for a lot longer time. And I can absolutely relate to that. Um, I think kids changes that where I got to a point that it was like, I can't afford to be sick or I can't afford for this to linger. And so allowing that grace, I think that's really one of the key things to consistency is the grace piece. You guys, it is giving yourself that grace and having the humility of, I can I can pause, I can shift, I can meet my body where it is. You will hear Jess and I say this all the time. Meet your body, meet your health where it is so that you can stay consistent during those seasons. And knowing that consistency is going to look different. Those of you who are in our 3D Fusion core, you hear us talk through this, this piece of meeting yourself where you're at and the shifts and the bumps of life. And we have coined our core as the best method, which is the bendy, extendy, shifty, twisty. And that not just goes to training our bodies and all the three planes of motion that we have, but... It goes to the bending with the the craziness of life and extending ourselves as our greatest capacity can and shifting the plan when it needs to be shifted and allowing yourself to navigate through the twists of life. And so that is how we stay consistent It is such an important thing to pop up, but why is it so freaking hard? Like intuitively, you might be sitting here listening and thinking, yeah, like I get that. That 100% makes sense. And I know that there's seasons for everything, but why does it still feel so hard? Or why does it feel so hard to get back on it after we've had a season of, you know, the inconsistency, whether it's sickness, illness, um. sickness, illness, sorry, (laughs) Um, injury, or just you kind of lost your momentum. A lot of people tell us that like, I was doing really good. And I just I lost my groove, I lost my momentum, I lost my motivation. Well, why do we lose motivation? You see, people always think like, I gotta get motivated to start working out again, start being consistent to get the help that I want. But It's not about getting motivated that's going to keep you because motivation has a really short shelf life. And so if we're just constantly depending on motivation to keep us going, it's definitely going to fall apart on those days that you're tired and you come home and you're like, oh, I should go to the gym. Oh, but I'm too. I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. Um, The kids are crazy. And like right now for us, like it's fall break oh i just don't, i don't have time i don't have the capacity and why if if we're relying purely on motivation the answer is 100% going to be on those days forget it i'm going to do nothing instead of hang on let me listen to what my body needs right now and i'm going to meet myself there okay um, I was listening to something just this morning, and it was talking about how so many people go into exercise or changing their diet as a almost as like, I know what I don't want. Like it is completely, I don't like my body. I don't like how I feel. Um, I'm I'm lazy. I need to get it together. I'm fat. Those are the things that oftentimes trigger people to jump in to making a change for their health. But when we when we view it this way of I gotta, I have to make this change, I have to exercise, almost a, it starts becoming like a punishment. And think about it, when we are being punished, what do we intuitively wanna do? We intuitively want to rebel against that. If you're a parent, you know this, like when you punish intuitively, There's this need, this want to rebel, to argue, to fight against the punishment because we don't like it. So if you view the way that you're stepping into your health as a punishment on that day that you're feeling defeated, beat up, exhausted, you're either going to punish yourself even more and be like just suck it up and go grind and get your workout in and may and probably feel miserable afterwards or you're going to just do nothing. Instead of if you're viewing it as I'm going to view my exercise, I'm going to view my health, my journey as a way to honor my body, then you're going to step in on those days of, all right, I don't have much lot. I don't have much in me. I certainly don't have the energy to maybe do the class that you want to take or, you know, do the, 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 harder workout that's on your plan, like the 30, the 60 minute. I don't have the energy for that. What if you paused and thought, what do I need right now? And your body's saying, I know that a little bit of movement would feel probably make me feel better, but I know that what's on the schedule to do my workout is not going to go well. What have you allowed yourself that grace and that freedom because you understand what your body needs and you, and you're coming from a place of, I want to love and serve my body. And instead you shift and you say, you know what, today is going to be a gentle walk and some stretching. Imagine that instead of, instead of the defeat of like, oh, I, I can't do anything and I failed again, which then that piece is going to continue that automatic pattern of like, you see, you can't stay consistent, you can't do this. Or on the other side, the punishment aspect of like, just suck it up and get your butt in the gym and just plow through the workout and feel miserable and just do it. That's also sending another message to your brain. And that is the message of just punish yourself. And again, we don't want to punish ourselves. We can do it for a while and we can push through a little bit, but eventually like there's going to come a day that that's going to snap and you're going to be like, I'm done. And so if you want that, that pattern to stop of constantly having that resistance, like that's why it feels so freaking hard is because of how it's being viewed and because of how you're stepping in. And so I challenge you to take the opportunity to look at how am I stepping into my health journey? Am I stepping in as a form of punishment or am I stepping in of a clear path of why I want to do this? What is it going to bring? What is it going to bring me? What is it going to bring my family? What is it going to bring the next five years, the next 10 years? Like start painting yourself this big picture way beyond just I'm tired of being fat, lazy, and tired. Okay. And start seeing how that shifts you. Okay. So that's, that's one piece is like, how are you stepping into your, your exercise and giving yourself that grace? And so then talking about grace, I also, um, we've got some clients who have been either traveling or they're going to be traveling. And so strategizing through that. And I just texted Jess right before I hopped on because she is in Florida right now. And she's been with family, And they've been doing the whole Disney thing, which definitely means her pattern, her regular routine is 100% disrupted. And so I said, you know, what have you been doing? And how have you been staying active? And I'm sure like, she went to Disney World. And so she probably got 8 million steps in Disney. And she accepts that of like, I moved my body today. And of course, Jess being Jess she was in line doing some little stretches, some little movement things, you know, when you're at Disney and you're waiting for 90 minutes just standing, what are you going to do? Are you just going to stand there and um, feel lousy standing all day and how oh, your back hurts and your knee is hurt because you've been walking and now you're just standing? Or are you going to take the opportunity to just do some little movements? And this week we've given a lot of our clients, they um like You guys, you have have your program. You've got your 3D Fusion Core, but we're also giving to you, hey, these are going to be some little things that you can do when you're traveling. You can do these little things to just kind of add in on the days that you don't necessarily want to work out or you don't have the time to work out or you're traveling. What are you going to do to feel good in your body? It's not about a workout every day. It's about what are you going to do to feel good in your body? And when you can get to that point and start meeting yourself there, then it feels a lot better because then it also gives the, the brain evidence of, oh, I can stay consistent, even though my pattern is completely disrupted, but I'm still doing something. I'm I'm doing some things. Your brain starts to feel that. Your body starts to feel that. You're like, oh, I like this. Like, I like how I feel a whole lot better. I have more energy while I'm traveling. Um, less joint achiness. I'll tell you what, when you're on vacation and you're eating a lot of different stuff, probably a lot more eating out, processed, things like that, your body could feel that. And so if you're not moving and taking the steps to honor your body in that, your body can definitely start feeling more of that inflammation and that junk instead of, I'm going to step into this vacation, I'm going to feel good. All right. So that is huge is finding the small things that you can do in those little seasons, whether it's the quick bursts, I'm going to do a little pocket here, a little pocket here. Um, That's going to help you continue to feel good. But again, walking in to the place of, I know how I want to feel and I want to feel good in my body. Because we have this, like, there's this myth that exercise has to look a certain way. And I have to be doing this in, in order to for it to count. One of our clients, she was talking about how, I mean, she hadn't been exercising at all. And we asked her, you know, what's realistic? Like, we're, we're going to create you the complete map to what are you going to do? And we're going to guide you through this. And we're going to keep you accountable to this. And in the season, she's like, I haven't done this in so long. Let me get to, you know, 10 minutes. My goal is going to be three, three days a week. And she felt like that was reasonable. And that was something that she could stick to. And she's like, okay, this is where I'm going to start. And she, she went two weeks and she was doing fantastic. She was staying consistent. She was doing it. She was feeling better, which is the most important thing. She was recognizing like, oh, when I do these 10 minute things, when I start moving my body, I feel better. And that was a huge win for her. Um, but she also had this little chatter in the back of her head of like, seriously, 10 minutes. And there was part of her that was mad at herself of like, I should be able to do more than 10 minutes. Um, and, but, and then she also had the thought of, is 10 minutes even worth it? Like, why bother? What's the point? And we had to, again, draw her back to, how do those 10 minutes make you feel? And she was realizing, I am less, you know, I'm less snarky with my kids. Oh, well, what happens when you're less snarky with your kids? Oh, well, my kids are more, they're more receptive to me. Oh, well, what happens when your kids are more receptive to to you? Well, again, then they're less snarky back and it's just the whole flow. And then the stress is relieved and the anxiety is relieved and the constant tension and the back and forth with the teenage kids is calmer. And then that made her want to feel better. That made her want to continue to keep up that she started recognizing, okay, 10 minutes does matter. But again, she still had that thought in her head of, I should be doing more than 10 minutes. And that was where we gave her, you know, is 10 minutes life-changing right now? Probably not. But what is 10 minutes going to do on the long trajectory? Of your health, in the long trajectory of your body? And is that 10 minutes going to continue to build? And in a year, does that 10 minutes look longer? Is is that 10 minutes five days a week instead of three days a week? And just like you would, and we all intuitively understand this with our bank account, with our 401ks, is that, you know, the retirement plan is that compound interest, that small little investment, that small little deposit that I know I'm making these tiny little investments. Like remember when you, you know, maybe you got your first job and you're broke as joke and you're, you're being told like, you should be investing in your 401k. And so you're putting this chintzy amount of money and you're thinking, what a waste, you know, I'm 20 something years old and I'm broke. I should be, I need this money. What a waste that I'm putting this 10 bucks in a month or whatever it is. But you also know, okay, that's going to build, that's going to build. And, you know, as you start earning a greater income, you start adding to that, adding what you put in and it's the same way, but we struggle to see that with our health and it doesn't have to be like, there's no one right thing. The right thing is right now at the right time. And if that means 10 minutes for you, then that means 10 minutes for you. If that means, let's give you some small little clips and snips that you can just move your body. And, you know, for Jess, as she's in the Disneyland, Disney World's line, she's getting some little stretches in. She's, if I know Jess, she's probably squatting in line too. And her kids are probably really embarrassed of her. But those are the things that we do when we're traveling and how, you know, how do we keep going? So you're not starting completely at ground zero from coming back from the trip, from coming back on the vacation. Another client, she, um, she has a busy week this week and we had, we had her workout plan and she was like, listen, I'm just going to be straight up honest. Um, this is what's going on. She had like a late night event that she had planned. And then the next morning she had to wake up at the crack of dawn to go work. And it was like, okay, I got this late thing. I've got to work early, early. So I'm gonna be running off like zero sleep. And then I've got the next day off. And so we processed through the right thing right now is for you to make sure that you're sleeping because we all know when we are lacking in sleep, our immune system goes down. And so I, I gave her that permission of your body is going to need that sleep. And the right thing right now is your sleep and building your immune system up because you are going to be running on a sleep deficit for the next couple days. And I want you to get back into your workout. But that wasn't the big priority. The big priority for her right now in these quick three days that are going to be super hectic is you better boost your immune system and you better catch up on the sleep to kind of recoup because we don't want that to get into a cycle where you get sick, you know, it's starting to be the fall and it's going to start being that season where the germs are out. And if we're running off a sleep deficit, then we are more susceptible. And so I told her like, you don't want to get sick When you're doing so awesome in your consistency. So imagine if you just took these next three days to prioritize your health. It's still, you are being consistent, prioritizing your health of making sure that you're recouping the sleep deficit and you're doing everything that you can to boost that immune system, whether it is the vitamins, um, your nutrition, what are you putting in your mouth? These are things like these still count, you guys. And I think we get caught up and we get stuck in our heads about like, oh, it doesn't count. Like I'm not, not working out. Um, I'm you know, I'm not doing the whole thing, even though it's like, this is what you need. Another client, she's, I feel like everyone's traveling right now. Another client, she's traveling this weekend. And so she was going to miss her Friday workout that we originally scheduled. And we walked through, okay, how are you going to shift that program? Okay, well, I could do a little bit on this day, and then um, when I get to my hotel, I could do some of just the quick little clips um, because she's got it. She's got chronic low back pain, and so we talked about. Okay, you're probably going to be a little stiff and achy from being on the plane, so you might not, and you're going to be tired. You might not want to work out, workout. But what if you do some of these quick little two, three minute clips? to get your body moving, to wake some things up through your core, to get your hips moving, to get your upper back moving, to get some of that gunk out from the traveling so that you can actually enjoy your trip. And she was like, oh, okay. And that it, that permission to shift and adjust is beyond powerful. Okay? So the myth that it has to be one way, that it has to be the same way, the myth that You know, if you you have the plan, you got to stick to the plan. Well, the plan, the best plan is going to be able to bend and extend and shift and twist to all the things, right? And so we want to give you that, like give you that permission to adjust as it comes. Okay, what else do I want to talk about? Um, I was thinking about how we are told things or how we view things as kids, and I, this could be how you view exercise, how you view your body, maybe, um, you know, the, the, the little things like we talk about trauma and things like that. And these aren't necessarily big traumas, but any little thing that might have made you feel inadequate in your body as a young child, um, maybe watching other people. Talk about their health and their bodies of well this is just what it's going to be when you get old or people judging you because of your size because of your shape or just failing at something or being picked last in PE or on the on the sports team whatever uh, and I was thinking about my kids my, my boys hate PE and that broke my heart because I know that my boys like to be active and they like to play, and you know we do sports, and we do activities. And I said to them, "What is it about PE that you hate?" And they were like, "Well, it makes me feel like a failure because it's like I have to do it this way. Or if I don't do, you know, the push-ups correctly, if I do my push-ups from my knees, I'm labeled not good enough that I'm doing it the cheater way. Or if I don't get a certain number, or a score, then I'm not healthy enough." And it brought up major trigger to me because I flashed back to my own childhood and thought about how much I hated PE. Nothing more made me feel like a failure. And I was thinking about, um, sorry guys, I, I need Jess. Jess, I need you here to banter this back and forth. But I was thinking about the whole concept of like not being good enough in our bodies. And it took me back to, my very first timed mile. I don't know. Do they still do the timed mile in school anymore? I don't know. Um, but I remember being in the fourth grade. this is you guys, this is how serious these things stick with us. I remember the fourth grade. I remember our first timed mile. and i I felt bad for my friend. Her name was Kristen, and Kristen had asthma. And I felt bad for her because she was really struggling. And so I stuck with my friend, Kristen. And I don't know, maybe I, I don't remember this piece, you guys, but maybe I stuck with her because I was really bad at running. I have no idea. But nonetheless, I stuck with her. And in my head, I was being a good friend. But <laughs> it could be for, to protect myself. But um, it took 17 minutes to complete that time mile. 17 minutes. That is a long time freaking time to do a mile. And I remember this like sense of total inadequacy, total failure moment of I'm not good enough. I'm not a runner and how that kind of carried on for me for a long time of being very resistant to run. And it's funny because I've run six marathons now, but, um, I really was ashamed of my body as a runner, didn't think I was good enough. And so this is how, like, think about what stories, like, give yourself some time to pause and evaluate. What are the stories that I'm hearing inside of my head? What are the stories that, you know, somebody maybe told you as a kid or a moment? I don't think anyone told me necessarily that I failed at the time of mile. Maybe they did, but I felt it. And that feeling it as a child can definitely carry on into adulthood of how you want to view, how you view your body, how you want to treat your body. All right. So these are some other things that can put a halt in your consistency. And when we have these thoughts, so start like, I would challenge you to take some time to evaluate what are these thoughts that are going through my head? Like, what are the stories? What are the childhood things? And start recognizing them, okay? That is the first piece that we coach with people is this recognition piece. What are these things that pop up of how you view your body? Um, One of our clients, she just, she views everything, like everything has to be perfect. And that goes back to some of the things in her past of perfection. And so when she can't exercise and eat, perfectly, she really battles with this of like, well, I can't do it perfect, so why do nothing? And so that was a big chatter throughout her head. And so helping her start recognizing that piece and then through that, then here's the deal. We can't just recognize it and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Push it aside. Check, move on because it's never going to get out of the brain. It's going to stay in that subconscious and you're just going to kind of hold on to it. And so what I want you next to do is to record it. By record it, I mean, write it down. Get that brain or get that thought out of your brain. Because as long as it's just kind of chilling in the brain, it's always going to be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. That's, That's a silly thought. Move on. Check. But when we write it out, like get a piece of paper, get a pen and write it down. And the second, what this is what happens, the second that you start, uh, that you see it, you see it written down, you kind of start getting this little resistance of like, ooh, like that's not true. Like if I were to write something down of like, you are not a good runner, I would write that down and I would see that. And I'd be like, hold up, who are you gonna, who are you saying is not a good runner? Like, where's the proof behind that? And then we get these great opportunities because then all of a sudden you start seeing these things of, okay, hang on, that is not one hundred percent true. That's not one hundred percent true one hundred percent of the time. Or you might even realize that's not even my thought. That was my, my, teacher's thought, my coach's thought, my parents' thought. That's not even my thought, and someone else's thought is running the show. So then you start to see that piece of hang on, is this true? And then you start to get these opportunities to to argue with that thought. Be like, hang on, this is a time when I did this and I was successful. This is a time where I was feeling good in my body. And you start to then build and give yourself evidence that you can – that. It's possible for you, that you can stay consistent, that you can feel good in your body, that you can work through the life challenges, um, that you can combat through the bumps in the road and still feel good in your body, okay? So you start to see that. So that is one of the next steps is refuting this thought of I'm gonna argue with this thought and I'm gonna see all the ways that it's not true. And then through that, you're going to rewire it. And by rewire it again, it's going to take time. And it's a constant repetitive, like telling your brain, telling your body that new truth. And so with that rewiring process, that's where these small action steps of consistency matter because you start being able to rewire. A lot of our our clients are telling us, I want this just to be automatic and where I don't have to like think about my health routine. And it starts becoming automatic when you start taking these small steps. If 10 squats and 10 countertop push ups against the kitchen counter is what you have today, either time wise or physically, then that's what you have today. And you're gonna meet yourself there. And what that's gonna do is it's gonna show your brain, it's gonna show your body, hey, this person's serious. They're being consistent. They're really exhausted today. They had a really bad day. But hang on, she's still moving. She's still working her body a little bit. And that's where this rewiring process starts coming into play because you start showing up as someone who is like, this is just how I roll. Like, my day fell apart. I definitely am not getting to the gym today, but I'm definitely going to get some movement in. I'm definitely gonna do some small things while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm waiting for dinner to cook. I might take just a five minute walk after dinner. These small things, they freaking matter. They matter to keep you consistent. They matter to handle the transitions, the vacations, the sicknesses and all of the things so that you can keep shifting And not feel like the plan, like it's great. We want to have a plan. And we want to give you guys that plan. And help you like this is, we're going to direct you. But also knowing very well, we got to tweak the plan sometimes. We got to adjust it. All right. So I hope this is helpful for those of you who are are struggling with consistency. That it doesn't have to be this end all be all. It doesn't have to be a one-stop shop deal. It is about... Showing up because you want to, showing up because you recognize how you want to feel and recognizing and knowing in your core how you want the next, you know, the next year to look a year from now. How do you want that to look? How do you want to feel in a year? How do you want to feel in five years? And these are the things. Maybe you're in a really challenging season of life right now that is minimizing your consistency. I want to challenge you to take yourself through this process of recognizing, recording, refuting and rewiring, and then taking those small action steps, even when you're like, "Ah, what does it matter? It's just this small little thing. It matters. Okay. We're going to build that compound interest. All right. Well, that's, I'm going to leave you with that. We're going to continue to dive in. I know this consistency piece is a challenge for a lot of you. So make sure to reach out to me, um, myself or Jess. Jess will be back tomorrow. Um, but reach out to us. Let us know where are you struggling? What questions do you have? And how can we further support you in this health journey? Because we call it the curvy journey for a reason. It's filled with ups and downs and it's journey, okay? Your journey is always going to go upwards, but there's going to be ups and downs and loop loop loops and roller coasters, everything in between. Okay, guys. Thank you for joining me and make sure to, um, to reach out, ask us these questions so that we can touch on your, um, unique situations that we can specifically address them in these calls. That is what they are for. They're here for you. They're here for your health insurance and your health accountability. All right, guys, I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on another episode of Limitless Health. Our hearts are to provide you with realistic, relevant, and simplistic solutions for sustainable success in honoring your body and health, even when your schedule's packed and life feels crazy. Our desire is to shift your belief towards the possibility of your limitless health, whatever that looks like in any season. But what really gets us excited is connecting in real life and learning how we can support your unique health journey. So head on over to our Facebook community, Hardwired for Health, where we will continue the conversation online. And of course, we would be so grateful if you tagged us on social media, wrote a review or shared this with a friend. Here's to you discovering your limitless health.